Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. I want to thank you for joining me on the podcast. So if this is your first time joining me, I want to say thank you and welcome. This is a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. And if you're one of my loyal listeners, welcome back. Thank you for joining me once again. If you haven't already, please subscribe and please like the podcast so that other people see more of it. So today I wanted to talk to you about this quote that I came across. Um, One of the mentors that I listen to all the time is actually a physical fitness expert. I try to work out a few times a week just because it makes me feel better. And she always says, if you think you can do a thing or you can't do a thing, you're right. And I love that the first time I heard that, and it is so true. Everything is really mind over matter. I know you've probably heard that before. And I've talked a little bit about that before. But whatever we choose to focus on is what we're going to see more of. So if we're choosing to focus on the things that we can't do, we're going to end up being able to not be able to do more of those things. We're going to be calling in more of the things we can't do. And we're not ever going to be able to see ourselves doing the thing it is we're supposed to do. There is a song that I really loved whenever I used to go to church, and it was called Faith in God. And the lyrics talked about faith in God can move a mighty mountain. Faith in God can calm the troubled sea. And we actually used to put in a lyric for my sister because she was born with partial nerve deafness. And so she grew up having to wear two hearing aids and has worn them her whole life since she was probably about three or four. And we used to put a lyric in, we changed one of the lyrics to faith can make, faith can heal Mary's ears so she can hear again. But we used to sing that song a lot in my family. And what always stuck with me was that faith in God can move a mighty mountain. And when I was little, I remember thinking like, I don't really know what that means. You know, what does that mean? But as I've gotten older, I've really come to appreciate that lyric because to me, First of all, it is so true. There are things in our lives that we find impossible if we try to do them by ourselves. Yet when we ask for help from our spiritual team, it's like the thing that seemed like a mountain we had to move just easily moved on its own. And I don't know about you, but I've had situations in my life where I sat for hours and hours and tried to figure something out. Usually it's at the computer, right? Like one day I was trying to upload one of my podcasts and I'm trying to figure it out. It won't upload. I did the same thing I always do. It wasn't working. Just I could not get the podcast to upload and I was beginning to become frustrated. And I could feel myself getting into that emotional state where I was about to lose it. So I had to take a deep breath. And finally, I just said, okay, you know what? Angels, God, I'm giving this to you. I don't, I can't figure it out. Okay. Help me either fix this or lead me to a person that can fix this because I'm becoming extremely frustrated and it's not doing anything other than disturbing my peace, which I don't want it to do. And so I just walked away from it for a few seconds and I came back and I tried it again and it uploaded immediately. And I thought, okay, 
All right. I heard you. I got the message loud and clear. And I've had other things like that happen to me before too, where something wasn't working and I was trying everything. And finally, when I stopped and just said, I need help with this, please help. Things started going smooth and things got clearer. And that happens to me a lot. And that's what reminds me of the having faith can move a mountain. Because if we try to move a mountain by ourselves, it's going to be pretty hard to do. But when we have help from our spiritual team, we can do anything. And the thing that most of us can't really wrap our brains around sometimes, because it's easier to think of the negative, is that we really shape what happens in our lives by our thoughts. So when we choose to focus on what we can't do, like, oh, I, I cannot, I cannot do this sit-up. It just, I, oh, I don't have the abdominal strength and it hurts every time I try to do it. I just can't do it. Well, if you focus on the can't, you're making it harder. And every time you think about having to even do a sit-up, you get like hives and nervous and fear starts to take over. You have anxiety just thinking about the thing that you think you can't do. When you focus on that, that used to be me. When we used to have to do the presidential physical fit test or whatever in PE, oh, I hated that. Because I never could do a pull-up. I could do the one they gave you when you jumped off the chair. Yeah, that I would have one. And as a kid, I remember trying to will myself to pull up and just thinking I would focus on the pain. That's what I would focus on. And in our lives, a lot of times, we focus on the pain. We don't focus on the breakthrough that's waiting on the other side. We don't focus on... The fact that sometimes it's not even about the fact that you've completed it. It's that you didn't give up or that you're making progress. So if I had just focused on, okay, now maybe I won't reach a whole pull-up today, but can I pull myself up an inch? And how about another inch? And if I had focused on slowly working my way up to doing this, could I have done it? And I think looking back, I probably could have. But I chose to focus on the fact that I couldn't do it and that it was hurting and causing pain and it was going to be more pain and I was embarrassed because I was in front of all the other students who were looking at me not being able to pull up my own body weight. So I focused on the wrong things, which we are conditioned to do. I mean, because I was only eight or nine years old, that's old enough to where I had been in this world long enough to pick up negative conditioning, which I had. And I was choosing to focus on the negative because that's what people around me did, right? Think about it. I remember being at my one of my aunt's houses and she would put on a dress or something to get ready for church Sunday and look in the mirror and be like, oh, I'm so fat. And I remember hearing that as a kid, you know, and it, it rubs off on you. And most of us don't even think about it, you know, but you, you might have had relatives who did that too. I caught myself doing this when I was in front of my daughter when she was little. And then I quickly told myself to stop because I realized my daughter was soaking in everything I was saying. And I saw her turn around and make the same kind of gesture like, oh, I'm so fat. And I thought, oh, my God, you know, 
because I always would tell her, oh, you're perfect. But then here I am judging and being critical of my own body. So how's she going to learn anything other than that? And I remember thinking that my aunt would be in the mirror and be like, oh, I'm so fat. And I remember thinking, like, I didn't think she was. You know, I thought she was beautiful, so I don't know what she was talking about. But we pick up on those things. And we see that everyone around us is focused on the negative, so that's what we start to do, too. And it just becomes a habit that then you're ingrained in. It's like the first thing something starts to go wrong, we focus on the negative. And we're just calling more of that in, and we're not creating solutions to our problems. We're just creating more negativity, and it spirals, and then it can get out of control. And it's like, and I know I've used this example before, but it's a perfect example. It's like the first time I had to do a plank. I remember I went to an exercise class. So I was out in public in front of everyone. And it's like, okay, we're going to do this plank. And I thought it was impossible. I was in so much pain. I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't hold up my own body weight. And I felt really stupid for not being able to do it. And the fact that I was looking around and everyone else was doing it just fine. It was just me. And I was struggling and struggling to try to fight to hold up this plank. And I couldn't. I kept having to drop down. But for the sake of not wanting to embarrass myself in front of others, I kept trying to get back up again just because I didn't want them to see me quitting. And I didn't want them to think that I was a quitter, even though inside my head I'd already quit. I was already like, you can't do this. This is too hard. And then the next time I went back and we did it again, same thing. I was like, this is too hard. I was like, oh, here we go. The stupid plank again. What the heck? They're trying to kill me. I can't do this. And that was my focus was I can't do this. And immediately when I got up on my arms, they began to shake. And I felt the pain. I felt the pain in my abdomen because... Little did I even know at the time, you're supposed to be sucking in your abs so the core is what's holding you up. I wasn't even doing it right. And my legs were shaking and I was just wobbly and kept having to drop down to my knees and get back up again. I was like, this is impossible. I cannot do this. Because I thought I couldn't do it. I was focused on the wrong thing. I was focused on the can't. And my body said, yep, you can't. You think you can't? We can't. We give up. And then when I decided to start working out at home, I found this online YouTube channel that I loved. And the girl was so perky and happy and motivational. And she didn't just tell you how to work out. She did it with you. Some instructors will tell you, you know, do this, and you see they do two of them, and then they quit, and they're just watching you, but she would do the whole workout with you, and throughout the whole thing, she gave you motivational speeches and phrases and things to help keep you motivated, and she would say, if you can't do it today, just start by doing five seconds, and then build up to 10 seconds, and you don't have to do a whole minute, just work your way up to it. So on that day, I decided that I was going to try it again, but this time I wasn't going to focus on the I can't. I was going to focus on how long can I? Can I do this and for how long? And that day I made it up to like 10 seconds, more than without dropping to my knees, which was more than before. 
And I thought, All right, well, that's the longest you've ever made it, you know, and, and it wasn't super painful. I mean, it wasn't like before. So then she said, okay, you got to work up to it. You know, the next time we did it again. And I think I made it 20 seconds. And I just kept slowly increasing until now we do it for 60 seconds. People who do it way longer than that, but we do 60 seconds. And what I notice is, because I still have my days where my focus isn't where it should be. And if it's a day like that, where my focus is on, oh my gosh, how much longer do we have because I'm about to fall, it gets harder and harder. If I deliberately choose to focus on something else, for example, I try to focus on my breathing. While I'm up there, if I'm focusing on my breathing and I say, okay, I got to remember to breathe in and out, breathe in and out, and I'm focusing on my chest rising and falling, breathing in and out, it's like my attention is elsewhere. So I'm able to do it and then the time goes by quickly and I didn't even realize how long it was because I wasn't focused on, oh my gosh, the clock is ticking so slowly. Oh my gosh, I'm going to fall. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, the pain. My attention was elsewhere. So because my attention wasn't on those things, I wasn't feeling those things and I wasn't worried about those things and it got easier. So it's really all about where we're going to put our focus. Do we focus on the negative? Do we focus on the I can't? Or do we focus on the I can? Because it's super easy to focus on the negative. We do it all the time without even thinking about it. That's honestly the problem right there, is that we are not conscious of our thoughts. That's the whole issue. If we were really conscious of our thoughts and we could stop our thoughts mid-thought, like if you were able to say, oh, negative thought, and kind of like in Willy Wonka where they had the educated egg decator and they got rid of any bad eggs, if we get rid of our bad thoughts, if we could just imagine them flopping down the chute into where all the bad thoughts go as soon as we thought them. And we reframed our thought, we thought of something positive instead, our lives would be so much easier. We wouldn't notice how hard it is because we're too focused on the good stuff, not on the bad. And that's a really hard lesson that I still fail and I still struggle. I will tell you that every day it's a test. Every day. I found myself over the weekend getting a little upset because my son broke his phone. And of course, it was an expensive iPhone. And he broke it a long time ago by getting mad and throwing it. And I said, well, I'm not paying to have that fixed because he's the one who threw it. And he can live with a broken phone because it's still dialed and worked. It just wasn't pretty. But then flash forward to Saturday and Nala jumped on him and knocked the phone out of his hand and then it totally shattered and you couldn't do anything with it because of the glass. So we took it to AT&T and they said, well, he doesn't, he's not up for a new phone until July, but you can trade this one in and there's $230 fee. And I wasn't happy about that fee, but I was like, well, I mean, it's manageable, I guess. And he said, oh, if it's in good condition. Since your phone is not in good condition, 
you'd have to pay it off and then you can pay that fee. So to pay it off was 400 and then to pay that fee would have been another 230. I started to get very upset. In fact, the man in the AT&T store was kind of laughing because, you know, he could see that I was not visibly happy. But I wasn't being mean, but I just was not happy. And he could see that. And he said, just take it to a store and have them fix it. He told me a store he recommended. So we went there. $400 to fix it. Because they'd have to replace the front and the back. And I thought, okay, no, that's not the solution I want. I started to get a little bit more aggravated. And then I just said, in fact, my son was in the car and I said, okay, we're just going to stop right now. And I said, we're just going to pray that angels are going to take care of this. It's not going to be difficult. We're not going to have to pay that much. And that's, you know, we said a little prayer. And then today, because we were even thinking about possibly just trying to buy a different phone. Today, he goes up to a different place and they fixed it for $140. So had we gotten so upset and flown off the handles and done something rash, we might have paid way much, like way more money than we should have. But we kept our cool. And we didn't focus on all of the bad things. We focused on the fact that there would be a solution. That with God, we can move mountains. And it's true. So I would urge you, number one, to focus on the positive. Focus on what you can do. And notice how much easier things get. And here's the thing. If you're a person who's saying, like, well, I really want to do this, but I don't even know where to start. My advice to you is just start. Because if you wait to be perfect, you're never going to start. Perfection is just fear in another form. You don't have to be perfect to start. And if you're out there saying, well, I'd like to work out, but I don't really know, just do it. You don't have to make it through the whole workout. Maybe you make it through 10 minutes of it, and then the next day you make it through 15 minutes of it. Celebrate everything you get through. If you go to work out and you make it through 10 minutes of that workout, don't beat yourself up because you didn't make it through the other 20. Celebrate the fact that you got through 10. And that tomorrow you're going to try to get through 15. You're going to slowly work your way up. You're going to make it through. And you're going to celebrate those victories. And when you stop focusing on things you can't control, you get mad over every little thing, you're going to live a very anxious and stressed out life. We don't always have control over what happens to us. And I honestly believe that much of the time it's a test. It's a test from the universe to say, how are you going to react? What are you choosing? Are you choosing to overreact and get emotional? Or are you going to stay calm, keep your cool, be at peace, and find a solution? Remember, you can call on your spiritual team at any time. I always do that. I always say, angels, please help me with this. Please help me with this. Help me find a solution. And then I let go and I just trust, which is the hardest thing. Especially for me, because when I was little, 
my brother, he's four years older, he said, fall back, I'll catch you. He did the whole trust fall thing. Yeah, he did not catch me, and I ended up with a knot on my head because I hit the wall. Not fun. So it was extra hard for me sometimes, but you got to learn to let go and trust. Because unlike my brother, God's not going to let you fall. All right, guys. Well, I know that some of you needed to hear that out there. Just be gentle with yourself. Know that every day is a new day to make a new choice. Even if you lose, you're cool. It's never too late at any point to stop what you're doing. Take a deep breath and say, angels, please help. And they will. They want to help you, but they have to know you need it. All right, guys, I wanted to pull a card for you. And the card I pulled is from the Kuan Yin Oracle deck. It's Enter the Jade Temple. Kuan Yin in her temple of peaceful jade causes all conflict to elevate to higher peaceful resolution. A resolution and healing of any situation that is concerning you is already underway. You are being asked to begin to feel the relief of that resolution now so you can move readily, excuse me, so you can more readily melt into the divine solution and blessings of peace from the beloved Kuan Yin. I love that. So know that if you are going through any kind of a conflict today, the resolution is already on its way. Just let go, have faith, and trust that it is. All right, guys, I want to thank you for listening, being part of my tribe. I love each and every one of you. I hope you have a fabulous day. Remember to share this podcast with anyone you think might need it. Please subscribe. Please leave reviews and comments. That helps other people to find this podcast and helps me to spread the light, which is my mission here, is to help heal as many people as possible. If you'd like a healing session with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. I have many offerings, many different ways you can work with me, either through Reiki, coaching, intuitive readings, past life regressions, many different ways. So go check out my website. You can contact me either through text, you can call me, you can email me, you can message me through my Facebook page. There's so many different ways to get a hold of me. I love hearing from you. And if you have any questions at any time, please don't hesitate to contact me. I know that many people have never had Reiki before, so they will call me and have questions. I absolutely don't mind answering your questions. Or if you want to work with me and you're just not sure what would be the best, call me. We can discuss it. We can talk about it over the phone and decide what would be best. Don't forget to join me on my Facebook Lives every Tuesday at 7 Central, where I do a free card reading. And I will select a few lucky live viewers for a free card reading. And if you show up on the replay and you let me know you were there for the replay, I will also select a few lucky viewers there as well. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. I'm sending you massive love and light. I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.